Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Welcome back to our holidays mini series. Last week, we unpacked this idea of being in a holidays, D-A-Z-E, which means you can't or don't look forward to the holiday season just because of all the stress and the tasks that it brings. Suzanne is joined by all four of her daughters and one grandbaby cooing in the background. And we talk about more practical ways to have energy, vision, and joy as you step into the holidays. So listen to part two as we jump back in and let's rethink the holiday season together. Let's keep going. Let's talk about just more things that come to mind when you're thinking about going into the holidays, how to maximize the holidays, practical things parents could do um, to just help them be healthy through the holidays. One thing that Madeline said when we were brainstorming is she was like, it feels like this season is so stimulating. Like there's lights and there's blowups and there's all these things happening around us. And so when you're not in those moments, maybe try creating less stimulating environment. So maybe try like putting your phone away or you don't have to have Christmas music playing 24 seven in your house. You kind of get it enough in the car or in the, in the stores or restaurants and just kind of being aware that like you are being stimulated. You are doing a lot in this season around a lot of people. And so if you can find quiet moments, then do it, like make your world and your atmosphere peaceful whenever possible. What about other ways? Are you guys thinking of anything else that are just practical ways that we can maximize the holidays and not be in a holidays? That same book I was reading, um, they talk about how like we're our generation and just our time period right now, we are in the battle of our, like the battle is in our mind. And um, they talk about specifically the battle is like taking up space in our mind. So I just think like as moms and and like wives that's taking care of a household, the minute you wake up, you're inundated with someone needs you. And like, if you're a mom that wakes up before your kids, well, great. But if you're a mom that wakes up when your kids wake up, then you literally wake up with your brain being needed. Like that is the reason why you're woken up. So that's just normal life. And then you add the holidays on top of that. And there is like the space of your brain, the battle, the battleground of your brain is just on fire. And so they just talk about like meditative remembrance and how they're in the book. They're so sweet to even note that there are seasons of your life where you can spend a lot of time doing that. And there are seasons of your life where you cannot. And I would say being a mom and during the holidays for anyone is a time where it's difficult to just devote a ton of time to meditating on God, but they basically just said, practically turn your mind to God, turn your mind to Jesus. And maybe like when I read that for me, that means in the moment, like asking the Holy spirit to be a part of my mind or walking away and listening to a worship song. Like maybe instead of listening to, you know, the chipmunks Christmas music for the hundredth time, you tell your kids, Hey buddy, I need to renew my mind. I'm going to, we're going to listen to 
X, Y, Z. Maybe that's reminding yourself one sentence that God's given you to just turn your mind back to him and take up space for the kingdom as opposed to taking up space for like whatever the world has going on. So I think that practically could look really different for a lot of people. But if you have that one thing that you know you can fall back on in the midst of stress and yelling and self-control, and I mean, maybe it's going in your room and like yelling. I don't know what it is, but um, just one thing where you can kind of like physically think in your brain, I'm taking back the space. I'm taking back the space for the kingdom. I'm taking back the space to celebrate Jesus this season. Um, like, I know I'm already excited to do that because I have already lost it. Bash asking a hundred times one question (laughs) in a row. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. That's really good. And it brings a spiritual element into this season which is the whole point. Like you said, we're celebrating Jesus's birthday. We don't want to get so lost in the hype and the traditions and the, the fun that we forget who we're doing it for and why we're doing it in the first place to do this season without Jesus at the center is like not our goal. Another practical piece uh, is figuring out your values and what you care about within all of the traditions. And for me, I prefer one-on-one conversations and getting intentional time with people. And that doesn't normally happen when there's 30 people in a room with children running around screaming. And I also really value uh, like deep depth in learning about the Bible stories and actually going into it and intentional, like getting to actually hear about how everyone's doing. And so depending on, but you might be someone who doesn't love that and loves the fun, excitement, stimulating space and doing something Madeline is dancing right now on our Zoom call, um, but like making it really fun and doing something creative. Um, you might be a really big gift giver and you might be someone who loves experiences or uh, writing letters. So working in alignment with your values allows for the holidays to feel more in alignment with who you are. And oftentimes traditions, I feel like lose people. Um, but whenever we evaluate our values. It allows for us to even express ourselves more, which aligns with the culture piece and the relationship piece, especially with your kids figuring out, Hey, in the midst of this tradition, if your kid's throwing a fit every five minutes, they probably don't do well in stimulation. And so figuring out ways to set them up for success through your traditions. And that's a learning experience every year to get to see, Oh, this doesn't work for you. This is a pattern. Whenever we show up in this way and you get all the attention put on you, you throw a fit and you're not okay. Okay okay, how do I take this information and support you better as your parent? I I love that, Kansas, because I was just like feeling the need to say, it's okay if you don't do the same thing every year. And it's okay if like, just even if you're a mom listening to this or a wife to just release this pressure that you either have to top last year or top your best friend or top your neighbor or your sister-in-law or your mother-in-law, or even Kenzie, I just think that's so good. Like, for example, we're going to do Advent this year. We're going to set, we bought a little thing because Sebastian is three years old and he needs to understand time. Like Truett and Madeline was saying every day, he asks us when it's going to be time to celebrate Christmas and that will help him understand time. He is so into just something being his own. So we bought him an Advent thing with just a little 
paper ornament. So I'm not expecting them to last. And we're going to create family time every day for this year to do Advent. But I am not going to commit to that for the next five years. Who knows what my life will look, look like next year, but maybe we love it and we do it again. But I think as moms and in this world, we get so caught up in every year we open Christmas to dramas at 8.55 p.m. and we always match and we take a picture on the couch and it's an awesome, it's awesome. You have years of pictures, but like how many of those pictures prior and post was someone in tears and someone mad or yeah. every single year we eat this one thing and you look up five years later and no one actually enjoys it. And so I think just, just release that just every, every season can be a new celebration or a new thing. And maybe there is something that is really important to you. And that's like, Kenzie was saying like your value or your non-negotiable. And I understand that maybe your in-laws do something the same every year. And that's where it's really good to prepare your kids, but for your family and what you do, like really use this as a time every, every year to ask Holy spirit, what do you guys, what do you want us to celebrate this year? What do you want our focus to be? Maybe it's just family or maybe it's something really pointed, but it doesn't, if you don't do it next year, you don't do it next year. And if you do it this year and it totally bombs, okay, that's no big deal. But like putting that pressure to just have pointed traditions that are done every single year, I think, I think that could really help maximize the season of it being about something other than like the hard and fast tradition. Yeah. And Molly kind of teased at something that we're going to do at the end of our podcast. So stay tuned all the way till the end or fast forward to the end. If you're getting tired of listening to us, which I hope you're not, but we're going to talk about that of like, what is a vision statement or a declaration or just one thing that you can hone in on this holiday season to build culture in your family. And so I love all these things you're saying. I agree. Kinsey and Molly, what y'all were saying and Kinsey, as you were talking, it reminded me of some friends of ours and they have a little boy. I think he's like two, maybe he's three now. And the like last year for holidays, they went to visit family. They took long drive. It was a whole big ordeal. And they were there for a couple of days. And the little boy was just so sad. And finally the dad like got on his level and was like, Hey buddy, like what's going on? Are you okay? Like, what are you feeling? And they'd never heard him say this before. So little, but he was just like, I want to go home. Like I miss home. And there was just this moment of like, oh yeah, this is like the longest you've ever been away from home. You're out of your comfort zone. You're away from your bed, you know, like all your toys are back at home. And there's so many fun things that are happening in this season that sometimes we forget that our kids are still having feelings or emotions or, and maybe they're not all positive. We're trying to create all these fun things, but they might be homesick, you know, or they might be extra tired or all of that. So I think what you were saying, what what you were saying, Kinsey, of like getting on their level and realizing like, oh, I am your parent. I am handpicked by God to be your parent. Let me get on your level and understand how you're feeling, like put myself in your shoes and just try and love them and see them in that moment. I love all the things you're saying. Anybody else have thoughts on practical things you can do? things you can say, or just different ways to maximize the holidays for you and for your family. I think something just kind of on a similar note to what Macy was saying is like, I'm just not missing the, like you're doing all these holiday things and fun for your kids. You're going to their Christmas parties for them. You're buying presents for them. You're making memories for them. You're having traditions for them. Like if you really think about it, it's like for the culture that is your family, it's like building a culture, but it's also, it's all for them. And so if you're, as, like I said, Macy referred, I said earlier, which is like, no one likes when the mom's stressed out. 
And so if you and your spouse spend the holidays stressed out, you like missed the whole purpose of what you're trying to do, which is just like enjoy and celebrate your kids in your life and your family. And it's such a sweet time. Cause like you, you get time off, like you're forced not to work. If you have a job that gets, gives you off for the holidays, you know, it's like they give you, it is a gift to get these days off. And so maybe my like exhortation or one thing that we're, we try and do is just not miss our kids in the process of the busyness of the holidays. And so if it does, it's like, okay, you know, we're in hour 12 for being in the car in the last day, you know, the last two days or whatever, what can we do to let's get out and stop and do something fun or let's have a conversation or let's listen to a song or let's like, just be a little bit more intentional to where we don't miss them in the process of trying to make the holidays special and fun. And so that's one thing that's like just a practical is just to like slow down, even if it's just for like five minutes and be like, are you having fun? Do you like being here? Do you miss your home? You know, or like, was there whatever, just really practically just saying, like asking little questions to your kids to slow down, to like honor and recognize that they are little people going through little things too, or big people going through big things, depending on their (laughs) age. Yeah. Yeah. Another piece is uh, there's grief in holidays and there might be something that's happened over the year. Someone's passed away, someone's, um, and it normally gets exposed over the holiday time. And so even for you moms and dads, if a parent or grandparent or a friend has passed away, that's been in these traditions, Mm -hmm. also tapping into your emotions, knowing it's okay for you to feel sad. It's okay for you to feel whatever you feel whenever there's like someone not sitting at the table that normally has um, and allowing yourself to experience the transitions and inviting your kids into seeing your emotions because as you process your feelings, um, your kids will learn how to process their own. So I just wanted to like add that in the holidays piece, but also how to maximize is not just pushing grief under the rug and being like, we're just going to have to celebrate and do the traditions as normal. If there are things that have changed over this past year. Yeah. I think that's really good. And it's, it's beautiful when they can live together. Like you can have joy, but you can also have a little bit of sorrow or sadness. Like uh, my whole life feels like it's based off of the movie inside out, but that's basically the ending of inside out as they talk about how joy and sadness, like work together to make a memory full and complete. And it's like, that's exactly what the holidays bring out is there's supposed to be joy. We're celebrating. It's Jesus's birthday. It's thankfulness. It's, you know, Thanksgiving, all these things, but I miss this person or my family's been divided or my family's not doing great in this season. I don't look forward to seeing them. Like, those feelings can actually live together. And I think what you said is really, really wise, Kenzie, of like, give yourself the space to, to feel those feelings and, and, and come out of it. Don't stay stuck in them, but come out on the other side and invite your family into it and make a game plan of like, yeah, I really miss grandpa, you know, invite your kids into it. This is going to be the first Christmas without him. This is hard, like, but we can do it. We're a family, you know, we can do it together and just speak hope and life into what can feel hard. I think that's like really good perspective. Laughter through tears. That's our favorite emotion. So it's always fun to bring up 
I think my my parents or my mom specifically was all about Christmas and I've definitely adopted a lot of her traditions. And there's always at least one or two times throughout the holidays where, you know, we'll tear up and think about Nanny, you know, and then we'll we'll cry about it and then we'll laugh about something goofy or something about her and and move on. And so I love it that you brought that up, Ken's, because that is that is valid. I love that. So one of the things that I do want to bring up to make sure that we don't buy it, that we don't smooth over it is that um, the enemy is alive and well. And I think that he's on special alert when it comes to this time of year. And I think that one of the best way he does that is distract us Mm. with all the things. Um, And I know I've spent many, many holidays distracted with the right meal. And is it hot enough? And the right table setting? Is it pretty enough? And the right gifts, you know, as as parents, there's something deep down within us that we want to give us our give our kids the best gift we can give them. And um, in the from the world standard, that is something that's a thing. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to bring um, all of us to bring that to our attention that that's what the enemy is trying to do. Mm-hmm. He's t- trying to kill, still and destroy. He's trying to distract from what Christmas is all about, which is that Jesus came. And so Jesus came um, to give us the ultimate, well, to salvation, but to give us relationship, to show us relationship, to show us that unconditional love, that acceptance. And so what we get to do um, is to love others unconditionally, to accept them, to believe in them, to encourage them. And And as you guys have talked about this, as Christmas comes up and we get caught up in the days and the things to do of the days, remember that it's not about that. It's about the relationships. It's about what God has for us in those relationships. What sweet memories can we make with our spouse? What what can we do to laugh about the chaos and the craziness? You know, when the kids have a complete meltdown and they will, I'm just going to, you know, I don't know how many kids you have, but at least one of them will have a meltdown at least once, if not more times over the holidays. And you might have a meltdown too. <laughs> and I just want to encourage you. That's okay. Just remember that it's the relationships. Just expect it, see it, get down on their level and just say, I love you. I mm-hmm. think you're amazing. I think Christmas is amazing. I think that God sent us Jesus is amazing. And just relate, just love, just love big and love well. If we were to look back on the holidays of 2022, when we do look back on them, we're not going to remember if the food was hot or if the centerpiece was beautiful or if the tree was direct, decorated well. We we might not even remember how our kids performed at the Christmas um, <laughs> program. I mean, I was just looking at bashes last year going, Oh, I forgot about this. I forgot that he was like punching the kid next to him. Um, Are we not going to remember all those little details, but we will remember if somebody was mean to us, or we will remember if we were a brat, we will remember if we were ugly to our husband or if we bit our kid's head off. It's that overall arching feeling that we remember And so what would it look like if we took 2022 and we went after the relationships and we went after Mm -hmm. the memories way more than the stuff? I mean, would that change our holidays to a holiday joy? (laughs) I don't know. A (laughs) holiday. Oof. (laughs) We'll we'll wordsmith that, Mom. We'll we'll wordsmith it for you. I'm coming with a creative word for that. (laughs) Holla fun. We'll we'll, we'll figure out something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All of them. 
<laughs> yeah, I love that. And I hope that that encourages you and inspires you. I mean, that's what Crazy Cool Family is all about. We're all about relationship. We're all about taking where you are, where your mindset is and rethinking it. We want you to rethink the holidays, rethink relationships. There's there's no relationship too far gone for God. You know, like there's holidays can be such a healing season too, like to restore relationships, to reignite connection in relationships, to create memories that bond relationships and build them up. And in Jesus's name, we just believe that for your families, that the holidays, it's going to be more about relationship and memories and building culture than anything else. And as parents and grandparents, if you're listening to like you get to do that. It's a it's a privilege. It's a gift from God to get to build and cultivate culture in your family. And it's so worth it. It's the best investment you can make is investing in your family. And so I just want to give anybody and everyone a chance to give thoughts, last thoughts, and then we're going to end with a little bit of a challenge. So anybody last thoughts? I was just going to say, if you're listening and maybe your kids are older and you've been doing something similar for the last, I don't know, five to three, four, five, seven, eight, ten, wow, can't count years. And you're thinking, (laughs) I really love everything they're saying, but we're too far gone. We're already, our train is already in that. We've already are doing these traditions. I'm never going to get everyone to switch. Um, I was just talking to a friend and her kids are like five, seven, nine. And she was actually talking about Halloween. Um, but over the last three years, they've shifted like how their family celebrates Halloween. And she thought it was going to be just like really stressful and terrible. And her kids were going to put up a fight, but they felt like they heard from God. They were encouraged by their community and they just had really honest, like, uplifting conversations with their kids and they invited them into their, what they were going to start doing. And she she said, it's been like three years since their very first conversation. And then this, this Halloween, she said, they didn't even ask. They didn't say, Oh, remember when we used to, they were like all about their new traditions, all about their new things. And they were even saying, can we invite our friend? Can we, can we ask this person? We have, we have so much fun. And so just don't be discouraged. Like if, if Holy spirit is inviting you to do it, then he will give you the words and like the strength to do it. And if God's inviting you to it, it's going to be awesome. And so I know that it might be hard to listen and just think that's really great, but it's not going to work for us. Um, just, just persevere, like choose the relationship. And maybe this year you change one thing and then next year you change one more thing. And then you look up five years from now and you're having a completely different family experience because you're just slowly like following the voice of God. Um, but it does take like courage and strength to do something different. So I want to recognize that and just know that like you can do it. And uh, the part about that is encourage your kids to be a part yeah, of it. Any, anything that they help build, they'll have ownership in. I mean, you guys like th- this Christmas, we've rebuilt one of our one of our longstanding traditions when it comes to gift giving and the Molly and Macy were kind of driving it and they just got buy in, you know, from from everybody. And it became creative and it's elaborate. And we all paid everyone things. under the table. Valen <laughs> <laughs> was the last one. To come. <laughs> the highest price. <laughs> yeah. Backhanded. Someone talked to Malin. I want to do it. <laughs> Recruit your kids yeah. to be to be a part of any any and every bit of change that you want to do when it comes to holidays, traditions, anything else like that. Let them help build it. Well, and share your heart. I feel like that's my like final thought is like we first and fom- first and foremost get to be fully known and fully loved by God. So tell God, 
what you want, what you're hoping for, what you're believing for. Like, like Madeline said, like sit down for 20 minutes and build a list. Also try and sit down for even five minutes and pour your heart out to God and, you know, pull a David in the Psalms where you start, you know, saying all your woes and then pause and then let him speak and give you perspective on this year. And then that's my other thought is like, share your heart with your spouse. Like if you want things to be different, invite them into the culture you're trying to build and, and just see what they say, you know, take a risk, take a chance on inviting them in. And if they are a believer and you're trying to build culture together, then like, let them be your teammate. Don't do it all by yourself. Don't feel like that Martha spirit where you're running around the house trying to get everything done and your husband's just sitting doing whatever he wants, you know, and like choose to be a team. I think that's like my personal sermon to myself this season is like, I want to invite Jared into wrapping the presents. I want to invite Jared into decorating the house. I want to invite him into, you know, anything I want to do relationally with his family or mine. I just want to do it together. I want to look back on the holidays and say, wow, that was so fun. We spent so much time doing it together and our family is better because of it. And that starts with like Kinsey was saying, like, you got to express your expectations, you know, unmet expectations or unspoken expectations. Like Molly said, are unmet expectations. That's my encouragement is start there, share your heart with God. First and foremost, get it all out, write it down, you know, scream it from your car, whatever you need to do, and then share it with your teammate or the people around you so that it can actually happen. Uh, One of my thoughts is for the working mom. I'm not a mom, but I work full time and holidays feels like the last thing on my list and (laughs) the days that I have time alone to do, like, I'm just not thinking about presents or putting presents together. Uh, And so I would recommend go simple before complicated uh, and let your, the things that you do be simple. And the second they get too complicated or too much, just put them aside and think, is there a way for me to do this more simply? Mm -hmm. And that might be similarly practical for the mom who doesn't feel like they have any time and their kids are everywhere. Uh, go simple before, uh, complicating the process and go where your like encouragement, joy, motivation is whatever you think is the funnest go that way and let the season, um, let the season go as it goes, but choose simplicity. Um, I would just say, uh, a, a phrase, I'm sure you've heard it before, but don't should yourself. S-H-O-U-L-D, <laughs> should yourself. Meaning like, like kind of like everyone's been saying when you're thinking of like, think about what you're doing and don't, okay, we should go see these or we should do this or we should attend this or we've been doing these traditions for years. So we should do them again. Don't should yourself or your family um, in the holiday season. Just think about it. Even just spend like five minutes, like, maybe we do want to redo this or maybe we want to change this up or maybe it's okay this year to spend Christmas morning with our family opening presents like our versus being somewhere else. Like it's okay. Over the holidays, it feels like there are a lot of expectations from a lot of people. It's a time to see family and create your own family culture and make, take the cutest family pictures. And like, just, just so many things that are expected. It feels like are expected or you should be doing, but don't let the should of what you should be doing over the holiday season, steal your joy away or put you in like, put you and your family in some sort of box or situation that doesn't feel very peaceful. I'm not saying don't go visit your grandma. I'm just (laughs) saying if your grandma every year has asked you to come for 
you know, three days stay, stay, maybe you don't have to go for all three days this year. If it's not a blessing to your family, if it's like not been the most peaceful addition to the holiday season. So don't get stuck in the shoulds. Love it. I love it. So have, so I hope that you will take away some, something, a little nugget. I know that the Holy Spirit will speak to you as you're listening. It's going to resonate with you. And you're going to be like, I want that. I'm going to do that. I'm not going to should, you know, all the different things. <laughs> um, and so as we wrap up this podcast, we just want to um, encourage you and maybe even challenge you to, to take this holiday season, Thanksgiving's coming up and create a vision for your family. Create, go, ahead and look into the holiday and think, okay, this is what I would like Thanksgiving to look like. This is what I would like Christmas to look like. This, And then take what Mackenzie said, what do you value? You know, do you value the relationships? Do you value beautiful things? Do you value time? You know, one-on-one time, figure out what it is that you value and build your vision around that. You know, maybe your vision is, you know, for this Thanksgiving, I'm going to sit down and have a one-on-one conversation with everybody that will sit down and have one with me, you know, or maybe your vision is for this holiday, you know, this Thanksgiving, I'm going to try three new foods that I've never tried before, or this holiday, you know, just be thinking about that. And by all means, invite your spouse into it to build it with them once again, and then your kids too. I mean, take a, do a pizza night, you know, the tonight, tomorrow night, you know, and say, okay, what do you, what do you guys want Thanksgiving to look like? What do you want Christmas to look like? What's your, what's your best thing? Ask God for one word or one phrase that's going to mark your 2022 holidays. And so even as we were talking and sharing, I feel like one of the words the Holy Spirit gave me was together. Like, I want to do this specifically with my husband. This could be the last holidays before we have kids. You know, like we just don't know what the future holds. And so it's like, I want to do it with him, like hand in hand, heart in heart, like together as unified as we can be. I want to look back on the 2022 holidays feeling like we did it together and in unity. And so ask God, God, what is one word or one phrase? Like my mom said, with Thanksgiving approaching, maybe your word that keeps bubbling up, you keep seeing it everywhere is gratefulness. You're gonna build the culture of gratefulness in your home over this holiday season. It's not about how much money I get. It's not about how many presents. It's not about if I get to eat the foods I like on Thanksgiving. It's about finding things to be grateful for. And I'm gonna build that and steward that word. Declare it over your family and over this holiday season and continue day in and day out to remind your soul. Like when you feel that holidays coming on, when you feel like there's too much to plan or there's too many presents or there's just too much to try and get done before Christmas day or before the holidays are over, just like remind yourself of that word or that phrase that God, the work that God is trying to do in your family through that revelation. And so thank you, Molly and mom and Madeline and Kent for jumping on the podcast. If you have questions or specific thoughts, we'd love to hear them. You can email us at podcast at crazycoolfamily.com. And we hope you have the best holidays ever and you don't get into a holidays. I think we've said that phrase enough. And we love you a lot. And we hope that it's just, it's the best. We only get to do it once. 2022 holidays. Let's make the most of it. Start by inviting God in and then go build your family culture. We love you guys. Go be crazy. Crazycoolfamily.com.